My name's Maisie. Mm-hmm. I'm from the UK. I grew up in a small town in Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, I usually live in London, but um, until the crisis, I travelled a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a conference interpreter. I speak French, Spanish, and Arabic, and I usually work interpreting those, listening French, Spanish, and Arabic, and interpreting those into English at kind of international conferences, like live simultaneous interpretation. That's my job. Um, yeah, I'm 33 years old, and uh, in my spare time, I play music and try to get outdoors, including some climbing, but I'm by no means any sort of climbing expert. Hello everybody, this is Hamid from Iran Plateau. Welcome to the second episodes of uh, our Go podcast series. This is a podcast about traveling to Iran. We are asking some simple questions from different people who have traveled to Iran. You could find us on different podcast app. And uh, yeah, let's go to the first question and speak with Maisie from the UK. The first question is uh, why Iran? Why did I come to Iran? Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, I came for work originally because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned conference interpreter. Mm-hmm. So the World Health Organization held its conference, uh, its kind of annual regional con- conference um, for that <clears throat> for the area, including Iran, um, a lot of Arabic-speaking countries, some North African countries. They have their regional meeting for the WHO um, in a different place every year. So last year it was in Tehran. So because I was going anyway and I was going to get the visa through work, I thought, well, obviously, you know, I may as well stay a few extra days. Because I was very busy with work, I could only stay an extra sort of uh, five days, really. So it's not very long at all. But I thought I may as well do that. You know, it's better than nothing. Um, and I'd heard lots of good things about Iran and about, you know, mm-hmm. the people and the country and, and the scenery and the history and things and all the architecture. So, yeah, I just stayed to make sure that I had a chance to visit. So I didn't um, I didn't see that much of Tehran. I was mainly working, but I decided to go to Isfahan because people, when I got there, they recommended Isfahan was a good place to visit. So I just did ter- went to Tehran and Isfahan basically. Good choice. Uh, which country did you go to before Iran? N- not all of them, just some, if you want to say. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I traveled a lot for work. So the 
so uh, I'd been in Nepal um, for a conference a few weeks before I was in Iran, I think. Or maybe that was Athens, I forget. <laughs> Nepal, I've been to Qatar a while ago for work. Um, lots of places in Europe, France, Switzerland. Um, I can't even remember. I end up traveling quite a lot. Uh, um, where else did I go? A year ago, a year before, I went to Kazakhstan briefly. briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I can't quite remember, but lots of places. <laughs> That's good. What did your friends and family says about your trip when you decide to come to Iran? Well, I think generally people don't, people in the UK that, you know, I know maybe don't really know that much about Iran, but they, you know, they maybe just get a bit confused about things they might have heard on the news. So their instant thing is like, oh, is it safe to travel there? Like, <laughs> is that going to be okay? Um, uh, particularly as well, just around that time, it was when the, um, there'd been a recent event where that, there was a, an Iraqi general that was bombed by the Americans, I think. There was a, something had happened in the region, which was not in Iraq. And it was like, what was it in, it was in Lebanon, maybe? In Lebanon, something else. I don't know, there's a few things going on in the Middle East region, mm-hmm. yeah. in the news, like in the top lines at headlines of the BBC. So everyone was like, going, oh, like, oh, right, yeah, Iran's in that region. Maybe it's dangerous to go there right now. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I think some people were kind of like checking if, you know, is it safe? And then other people were really fascinated because not many people I know have been to Iran. So anyone who does know a bit more about the country is like, wow, that's so cool. That's going to be amazing. You get an opportunity to visit Iran. But I suppose, suppose partly it's difficult for British passport holders to get visas to travel independently specifically. Mm-hmm. So um, people that are aware of that and that would like to go, they were sort of envious you know, about my opportunity to go there. Did you watch any movies about Iran before your trip? No, to be honest, I don't tend to do much research before I go somewhere. I like to arrive kind of fresh and just see what I see when I get there. Um, so no, I, don't, I can't say I've really seen any Iranian movies that I can think of. What perceptions or acceptations did you have about Iran before you traveled there? Um, well, um, I... Of course, one of the things that comes to mind is I knew I was aware that I would need to, in some way, cover up, cover up my, you know, my head yeah. or my body more than usual. So mm-hmm. I was kind of I knew that I would have to be, you know, be a bit careful about my clothing choices. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of um, I didn't quite know what to expect, but I just tried to do some reading. But that was one thing I was trying to think of. So I actually uh, bought a couple of new things. Well, I think clothes from charity shop. I actually bought this before I came because it's kind of longer. <laughs> so yeah, I, I expected to have to cover up. Uh, a bit more. Um, I'd heard that the people were really friendly, so I kind of, you know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't afraid at all about coming. I was thinking, wow, that'll be great because I've heard they're really welcoming. Um, and um, I was, ex- I was, no, I was expecting maybe I was expecting my Arabic to be more useful than it was. <laughs> it was useful to try and read some signs and stuff, but there's just so much I didn't really understand, you know, Farsi at all. So it was only very like mildly useful. But in a scenario where if I was working with, if I was communicating with someone that had, you know, when I got there, if someone had really no English and I really had no Farsi, we didn't really, like, you know, there was a restaurant where the waiter spoke no English and I spoke no Farsi. And we really struggled to carry out the simple process of order. Anyway, I expected to be, have less problems like that. Um, but, um, yeah, and I, I kind of, I don't know what I expected really. But I also kind of, I thought, I was kind of aware that, 
where I live and the media that we read, there's a more negative perception of Iran than, than is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of already of the view, I was like, I know that we see this kind of thing, but I'm, I, I know from the other things I've heard about Iran is that um, that it's a, a very sort of advanced place with a very highly educated population. A lot of women go to university, a lot of kind of, you know, I, so I knew all those things that I sometimes would say to people when they were like, oh, Iran, isn't it a bit like this? this and this and I said well and I would say well no actually as far as I know it's the you know it's actually a very like uh sophisticated place you know with this amazing history and and a very very, yeah like that kind of very highly educated population I think um so yeah I was expecting to just you know see that for myself I wasn't kind of uh yeah from what I'd heard from other people I wasn't kind of nervous about traveling there but I was just trying to find out a little bit um, in advance about where to visit. I've, I've asked some friends, four, four British friends mm-hmm. went as a group and one year before and they went, they had a guide and so they visited some places. So I got them to recommend some, some places to visit but they, they kind of said, well, we can recommend these places but equally if you're traveling in independently, you'll have a different experience anyway. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I did a bit of research but I was kind of just gonna, I didn't plan where to visit mm-hmm. before I got there. I knew I was working for five days and I had five days at the end play with i just thought i'll get talk to people and see where they think i should go i didn't i wasn't very well planned uh how did you get uh, your visa so i got the visa through work um it was quite complicated even though it was through work um i was working for the world health organization so as an international organization it's part of the un system so mm-hmm. they, they work through the ministry of health and then the you know sort of the visa authorities. I think the ministry has to request it, but um, it was a very long process. So I was applying through the embassy in, in London, mm-hmm. the Iranian embassy in London. But I remember having to like the communication was quite difficult. I had to wait a long time. I only really got the visa very short notice before I I went, um, and it wasn't really clear what the process was. But I think eventually I got it in Switzerland in the end. I can't remember. No, I got it in London, but I thought I was going to have to request it in Switzerland because. Yeah, in London, it was very unclear. Like, I went there and I left my passport. And then they said, oh, we'll call you when it's ready. And they never called me. And then I had to cycle back to the embassy and say, is it ready? I'm actually leaving next week. It was more complicated than I thought, because usually when you request a visa through the UN mm-hmm. and an official channel by the Ministry of Health, it should be mm-hmm. okay. It took a long, much longer than I thought. And it, the communication process was difficult. I, the embassy in London, like, they never answer the phone the Iranian embassy in London they just don't answer the phone <laughs> and then they didn't really answer the email I had to go there in person and say have you got the visa ready so that I that was it took longer than I expected and then um but it also when I was applying I was applying for five days extra visa uh-huh. not, not just the working days I think oh, that one, one that made it um more complicated so I requested 10 days five plus five mm-hmm. um and but when I got there I thought it was all fine. I booked my flight to fly in on the 14th and fly out on the 24th. So uh-huh. for me, that's 10 days. But while I was there, after the first five days at the end of the conference, someone was saying to me, oh, I'm not sure that's okay. You might need 11 days because they count entry day as day one. Mm-hmm. Then it makes 11 on the day, the 10th day that you leave. So I, they said, well, maybe, you know, you don't want to risk overstaying your visa because Iran's got a reputation for, you know, detaining people. Yeah. They overstay their visa, you know, we've read, you know, anyway, so people were kind of going, well, you don't want to risk that, actually, because, you know, if it's not correct, you don't want to have problems. So I ended up changing, getting my work to change the flight to one day earlier so that I would definitely stay within the 10 days. Yeah. 
So there was a bit, of, there was a bit of confusion about the timing. So I, yeah, I felt the visa thing was a bit um, complicated. Yeah, uh, just I want to say this, uh, you know, for the uh, these three countries, USA, Canada, and uh, England, the best process for getting visa is, uh, you know, you ask an agency in Iran if you want to have a touristic visa. You mean? I mean, uh, you could ask an agency, Iranian agency. Mm, Because the touristic visa, you must have uh, a guide with yourself, and uh, and uh, all of the guide could not be with you. You know, there are some special guides, and they're accepted. Yeah, they're accepted for British and uh, American and Canadian people. What kind of trip did you travel to Iran for? Um, I traveled originally for. A business trip for uh, working at a conference um, and then my plan was just to visit whatever else I could of the country but I wanted to try and include some rock climbing if possible. Mm -hmm. Perfect and uh, did you meet uh, any locals and did you find them to be friendly or not? Uh, yes I did meet some locals so firstly I met a girl who's a similar age to me and her mother because they were friends of my friends in London So I met um, a girl whose brother has been living in London for a long time and he's a musician. Mm -hmm. I'm a musician as well. And mm -hmm. um, my, my musician friends had played with this, played music with this Iranian guy and his sister mm -hmm. had visited London. So they met her. So they said, why don't you, she, you know, she's back in Tehran, why don't you meet her? So I met up with her and her mum in a cafe and also some friends of hers. And they, yeah, they were super nice. They were, we just sat and drank tea and chatted and, and Uh, yeah, they were super helpful and they offered me to stay at their place on the way back when I was coming back through Tehran later. Um, yeah, they were, they were just pretty chilled. They were pretty relaxed and happy to, you know, they were, they, I mean, they'd met a lot of British people before. They'd spent a lot of time in London, so it was just uh, quite easy going. And then I met some other people when I was in Isfahan. I just talked to different people. Uh, sometimes I like, met people in the street or talked to people selling, selling things in the markets. Um, And people working at the hostel where I stayed. Did you face any racism or anti-foreigners sentiment? I'm not, I don't think so. I don't, I don't feel like I did. Not that I noticed. No, I think people. I felt like people that um, maybe they know that they're. That, that I feel like the impression I got is that Iranians um, know that for some people it's quite difficult to visit their country, or they know that people don't visit because they might have preconceptions. So when someone does visit, they seem really happy and eager to like show everything that, that they have and go, look, isn't it great, my country, isn't it cool, don't you want to come and see this? And they seemed really happy to have visitors and very, um, yeah, just very, quite, quite proud of the country in a way that they wanted to sort of share it with other people and quite eager to correct foreign misperceptions about Iran. Um, so, uh, yeah, I didn't find, I don't think I found any, like, negative sentiment against me. And, uh, yeah, and it felt very sort of safe and things. Good. Have, have you traveled uh, individually or uh, booked a tour for the second part, army, I mean? Um, I traveled with some colleagues uh, mm -hmm. in the end for most of it. And then I had a couple of days on my own. Mm -hmm. So with three colleagues, um, so there's a group of three colleagues. We, so I, did, I didn't have a guide because my visa mm -hmm. had come through work. Yeah. To, and I, I quite like traveling independently. Mm -hmm. So with my colleagues, we booked an overnight train from Tehran to Isfahan. 
Um, so we, and then we stayed in Isfahan. Two of us stayed in a hostel. The other two stayed in a more expensive mm-hmm. hotel. Um, so I was with them for the first couple of days in Isfahan. And then one of them had a flight. Well, they all had their flights earlier. Mm-hmm. So I then stayed an extra couple of days on my own, staying in a hostel and exploring. Uh, how safe and secure was Iran? It felt fine. It felt very safe. And I, 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 usually when I go somewhere, I ask local people about how safe they think it is. Because I think if they know if their neighborhood is dangerous, for example. So some places you'll go, mm-hmm. you'll say, look, I'm a you know, woman traveling solo. I'm going to go walk. It's, it's nighttime. I'm going to go walk down to the local mm-hmm. town center. You know, is that okay? And I feel like people are honest. And if they think it's a bit dodgy, they'll say look if I were you I'd travel during daylight hours or something but I felt people um in Iran in general were like oh yeah it's fine yeah definitely you'll be okay yeah, so I trusted yeah do you think Iran is safe to travel on your own it felt like it yeah it didn't it didn't I never felt unsafe okay perfect uh, what was displeasing to you in Iran displeasing I did find it inconvenient to wear a headscarf Uh-huh. because it's just hot it's just like impractical <laughs> and, and it always falls off and you're trying to eat and it falls on your food and you know and so I found it for, at first it was a novelty I was like oh it's cool I'm gonna like I'm a new headscarf style like I'm just gonna blend in I'm gonna adapt to the local culture but after a few days whenever I was too hot and like it's partly practically difficult because of the heat and, and the way it gets away and you have to keep repositioning it and then partly just because of the symbolism I felt like it wasn't it did represent some type of hiding myself or Way. Um, so I, I was, when I left, I was very happy to take off. Uh, how did you rate your trip to Iran? Uh, between one to ten. Yeah. Oh, nine. Nine? Yeah, yeah solid. Good, good visit. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And uh, which country do you think is more similar to Iran for traveling? I mean. Oh, I don't know. It's hard to compare, really. Um, I mean, I only stayed five days, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, it's hard to sort of think of anywhere that's specifically similar because it's quite, in, I think it's quite unique in a way. It's like mm-hmm. um, different to some other places I've been. There wasn't many, uh, there were some tourists and things, but I didn't meet loads of tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you, you know, sometimes you find places that have a lot more people and, and you know, I felt there was a lot of Iranian tourists who were visiting other parts yeah. of the country, but I felt there were many fewer international tourists, so which is nice not, in a way. So you could not compare with any country, you mean? Mm. Yeah, I can't think of anywhere. Yeah, it's hard to like draw comparisons, really. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's different to sort of traveling in Europe or somewhere, but I think I would need to travel for longer to try and, you know, okay. draw like that, yeah. Could you call or contact your family and friends from Iran? Uh, I was using WhatsApp to text them quite a lot. Um, so that was fine. Yeah, I was staying in contact. And then, I can't remember. Yeah, I think I, maybe I was trying, I'm not sure, do WhatsApp calls work? I'm not sure if I, I was able to call using WhatsApp calls. Maybe I used Skype, I can't really remember. But yeah, I managed to call home. 
somehow. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite memory from your trip? Um, the train ride from Tehran to Isfahan. It was overnight train. I just found it a real novelty. It's night train, like, even though it's quite an old train. And it was, but somehow there was something really exciting about like traveling at train speed and and the, you know. And it was actually it was very cheap. Yeah. Uh, really cheap. How much? It was really. I can't remember, but it was like very few. It was like a handful of dollars. Yeah. But you got lovely. Like they had it's very small compartments, but then. They had um, the beds that fold out, and then yeah, I liked the, the train because it was very novelty and it was kind of an old old style train with the little beds that fold out. And then, but yeah, it was it was for, for such a cheap price, it was amazing. You got like a proper duvet and like nice sheets and duvet cover and a nice proper pillow, and it was all like. And they they kept on coming around with juice and like food and snacks and things. Um, so I you know even though it wasn't traveling in luxury, it was still quite basic. Yeah. But for the price, it was really good. And in the end, me and my colleague, we booked a whole, it was so cheap that we booked the whole compartment for ourselves. Because <laughs> we weren't sure if we would be comfortable sharing that, that close with other people that we don't know. And the, with the beds are very yeah. close. And, you know, she was another woman and the two of us just decided. So we paid for six beds when we only used two because it was so cheap. It was like, I don't know, like $7 per person or something. So we yeah. we paid 20 dollars each or something i don't know it was it was very it felt very cheap for an eight hour journey or whatever it was how difficult is iran to get around how difficult is it to get around well that was easy getting the train was easy enough mm-hmm. uh we had some help from a, a travel agency who booked the train tickets for us though we didn't have time to go to mm-hmm. the train station so i don't know how it would be if you turn up and do it yourself um taxis were something we used quite a bit it was quite easy to get taxis and the price was okay i think Um, so I didn't, I didn't travel very far around, so I can't mm-hmm. really comment on how easy it is to travel further. But I, I like the fact that the train is an option. And yeah, there were flights available, but I think they were, I think it's when, I think I realized that if you try and book, from when you're abroad and you try and book a plane from Tehran to another city in Iran, mm-hmm. it looks like the only options are very expensive. But if, I think if you book it inside Iran, when you're already there, you can get much cheaper options. That I didn't realize. So when I thought, how am I going to travel inside Iran? You know, I don't think I can travel by tra- by plane. It, it's too expensive. But I didn't realize there were cheaper options, but you have to use local companies when you're there. Did you try Iranian foods and uh, did you enjoy or no? Yeah, um, I did like uh, I did like Iranian food. I'd heard good things. People had told me Iranian food was really good. Uh, um, so I liked the things I tried. However, I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat like chicken or mm-hmm. red meat. Mm-hmm. So I felt that it was limited for vegetarian options. The things I had were really good. There was, I can't remember the name, but it's with aubergine and like tahini ah, and stuff yeah. like a... Kash badamjan? Yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I ate a lot of kash, kash badamjan, uh-huh. but sometimes I felt I was lacking other options because a lot of the other options are grilled meats and stuff. Uh-huh. So the food was good, but I was a little bit like... You know, I was expecting more because I thought there would be more options, like more varied options for vegetarian. What was your favorite dish? Uh, well, probably that kashk badam jern thing. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I just ate it too often. Uh, how does uh, your climbing uh, compare with that other countries? Uh, well, like I said, I'm not really experienced, um, mm-hmm. but... Um, uh, and I only went climbing just for one half, like a half day when I was in Isfahan. Um, I wanted to go a second time, but I had to leave 
I had to change my flight to go one day early because of the visa problem. So uh, I didn't get to go a second time. Um, but it looked really Im impressive. Um, like there seemed to be loads of massive open rock faces with really interesting textures mm -hmm. and lots of very, like weird, jagged, grippy stuff. I saw pictures of other parts of Iran that looked amazing for climbing. I think it looks like if you had time and a lot of uh, you know, and time and a vehicle, and if you're quite a good climber, there would be, it looks like it'd be amazing amounts of stuff to do, lots of options, lots of challenges. It looks, yeah, I mean, I'm not experienced, but for people who are, it looks like amazing. And obviously it's less, less frequently visited than other places. So I, I imagine it's probably got a lot left to, to still discover. Um, what was your favorite attraction in Iran? Uh, I don't know. I really liked um, all the different buildings in Isfahan. All the really elaborate decoration and all the different mm -hmm. types of religious buildings with the different, you know, the, there was the, the mosques and the churches and the, and uh, what I really liked all over Iran was the detail and all the decoration. It's like any, any wall or surface, it's all like beautiful. All, there's nothing plain, plain and undecorated. It's all, all very like delicately, beautifully decorated. So I think that was just a theme you get everywhere. Like in Isfahan, especially, there were lots of beautiful places to look at it's, yeah so they kind of feel like there's a lot of attention to detail and in, in, in how everything looks great thank you for your patience and thank you for uh, joining our podcast it's okay <laughs> you're lucky you caught me at a time when i'm not very busy with the whole you know <laughs> and uh i i hope that your answers could help somebody who want to travel to iran and uh, as a last question, uh, what would you say to people who are thinking about traveling to Iran? Uh, I would say definitely make the effort. Um, I'd say it's probably a lot different to how you think it might be. I'd say ignore any kind of general background impressions you might have got from reading the news, <laughs> because <laughs> it doesn't focus on any of the actual real life normal stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd say it's sort of just, it, it, well, I have to say I felt like it was a great place to visit, very safe in general. And um, the people that I've met have all been really helpful. You were helpful trying to help me put, you know, put me in touch with a climbing instructor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was busy on that time. So I couldn't join you. Yeah, it's okay. No, but yeah, um, I, I went climbing there with um, Mari Mariam. Mariam, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, that was really cool. Uh, so yeah, I would just I would just say that my experience overall was very very positive. Um, I'd encourage people to go. It's also good because a lot of places you go have got too many tourists, and uh, I think in Iran that's not the case. Uh, so there's a lot more space to wander around um, and not feel like you're uh, you know just going where everyone else is going and overrun with tourists. Um, but yeah, I, I would imagine it needs a bit of preparation for the visa, depending on which country you're from so it's good to do some research also i'd say you know it's a, it's a it looks like a, it's a huge country but the land area is massive so i suppose you have to specialize and choose an area you can't do it all at once so i would recommend people to kind of come and spend more time in a few places rather than trying to do iran and do the whole country at once i feel like it's too big you just have to choose where you want to go pinpoint it and go there and then maybe come back another time if you want to see more <laughs> yeah for sure well, thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast. I mm -hmm. hope I can be of use to anyone thinking of visiting. <laughs> Feel free to, to 
want to follow up another time if you need anything else from me. I'm always happy to chat. Luckily, you found someone who's very keen on talking, so I'm always happy to share what I have to say. And yes, thanks. Um, thanks for chatting to me. And hopefully we can stay in touch if I come back to a run. Yeah, perfect. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks then. Bye.